This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Announce to you that after the service today, you grow you go across the streets to Communion Chapel and there's plenty of food. There's the jollof rice, there's Mexican food, there's tortilla, tortillas, we got tortillas, we got it going, we got it going, so uh, sit back, it's uh, still a long afternoon, uh, and uh, in Pastor Burns' uh, words, Oluashem. And then I want to say to our, our brethren from Communion Chapel, bienvenidos. <laughs> Glory a Dios. Hallelujah. That was a great word, man of God. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, very well received. I've received it for myself. And uh, Pastor Pratt, good to see you. Good to see you. Hallelujah. You know, what, what we see today is a prayerful culmination. Uh, for some time now, Pastor uh, Mike Pratt and myself, we've talked about this. And uh, God brought Pastor Burns, and uh, today we're here. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's bow our hearts for a word of prayer. Lord, we want to thank you as we continue to expound on scriptures uh, this uh, morning. We pray, Lord, you'll speak to our hearts, and you'll have your way. Teach us by your spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, in our church, in Salvation Center, every month we have a scripture we commit to memory. And we also have a theme for the month. The interesting thing is our theme for this month is a fresh start. A fresh start. These themes, are, we don't come up with the themes the month before. It's towards the end of the year, the Lord speaks, and we put everything together, we have a plan. And isn't it interesting, a very good coincidence, that in the month of the fresh start, we're starting this new collaboration. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want, to, I want to say this, that I know this is just the first of many. Uh, there's going to be a lot more collaboration between the uh, two churches by the grace of God in the name of Jesus. So Pastor uh, Burns has given us a very good uh, foundation uh, for ourselves. What I'd like to do following that is talk about the unity of the church and the expectation of God. Uh, if you like titles, the, this short exhortation I have titled, one church. Somebody say one church. one church. The church of God in essence, in nature, is one. Yeah. Whatever divisions and uh, stuff we have are just conceptions in our minds. Based on the things that uh, Pastor uh, uh, Roderick has talked about. You know, how we see people, how we see ourselves, and then we have created divisions along those lines. You know, Many of us, what we are looking for is uniformity. Uniformity is very different from unity. 
when you talk about uniformity, we're talking the same way, looking the same way, wearing the same clothes, acting the same way, listening to the same music, the same voting block, and all those things that Pastor uh, Roderick had talked about. But what God wants for the body is unity, not uniformity. Uh, where we may not exactly look the same, but we understand we are part of the same body, which is the body of Christ. I'm going to take my reading this morning from Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, I'll read from verse 1 through 6. Ephesians 1, uh, 4, 1 through 6. It says, Therefore, if I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Amen. Verse 2. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Now watch this. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. You have to remember these letters were written to the church. It's not written to any particular group. It's to the church. It's a letter to the Ephesian church. But the church is just forming at this time. So it says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Binding yourselves together with peace. When it says make every effort, it tells you that it's not going to happen naturally. There are things that are in us, in our old Adamic nature, that wants to keep things separate. You know, that's their church. This is our church. This is what we do, you know, to segregate. But it says, for us believers, we must make every effort. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is what? One body and one spirit. Just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. May the Lord bless the reading of his, of his word. I have three points very quickly in the uh, remaining time for me. They know me in Salvation Center. I'm not a fast get-to-it-preacher. I take my time to build it. But we do series and all those type of things, but today is not for series. So pray for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. So number one point, the church is one. The church of God. The church of God is one. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5, Romans 12, 4 and 5, it says, just as our bodies have many parts, and each one, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Imagine if the whole of my body is just my arm. It doesn't make sense. Every, Every creation that has a body will have different parts in that body. Amen. The universal body of Christ is one. Yes, we have our local congregations, we have our local assemblies, but the church of God is one. One church with many parts. One church with many parts. 
So Salvation Center is a part of that body. Communion Chapel is a part of that body. But there is one church. There is one church. We must remember that. Why? Because the foundation of the church is based on one gospel. One Christ died for the church. The Jesus of Communion Chapel is not any different from the Jesus of Salvation Center. Amen? There is one salvation, there is one faith, one baptism, one God, one Lord over all. One Lord over all. So, the first point is what? The church is one. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 uh, verses 12 and 20 reiterates the same thing. It talks about the human body having many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. And so is the body of Christ. The universal church is the body of Christ. One body. One body. 1 Corinthians 12, 20. It says, yes, there are many parts, but only one body. One body. Uh, Ephesians 4, verse 25. Ephesians 4, 25. It says, stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. Why? We all are part of of the same body. So we may not look alike, we may not talk alike. You know, <laughs> I remember in the in the I won't say early days, many years ago in the church, there were two ladies that were in the church at the time. Every sermon, I can almost guarantee I will get a call from them. You know, because my my accent is still thick, but I think I've learned to slow things down and uh, say things slowly for people to understand me. Back then, I was rough on the edges. You know, I just, I'm so excited, I'm talking. They, they, they couldn't follow. So they would call me and say, Pastor, you started making a point. You said this, and then I lost you. <laughs> you know, so I, be, I will rewind and then start breaking it down for them. But I've learned by experience that me getting excited and then not understanding me makes no sense whatsoever. So I've learned to slow it down. I've learned to slow it down. I praise the Lord. So we may not look alike, talk alike, but there is one God. There is one body. There is one faith. There is one spirit over all. Amen? Number two, the church, the church of God transcends all barriers. The church of God does what? transcends all barriers. Colossians chapter 3 verse 11, Colossians 3 11, it says, in this new life, the new life is talking about, it's talking about the fact that you and I, we are now saved, born again, sanctified. He's saying in this new life that we have, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile. It doesn't matter if you are circumcised or uncircumcised. It doesn't matter if they call you barbaric and uncivilized. It doesn't matter if you are a slave or you are free. It says the only thing that counts is Christ. It says Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. So as long as Christ is in you, you are my brother. You are my sister. It doesn't matter our skin color. It doesn't matter where we hail from. It doesn't matter how we sound, you know. Uh, we will go on mission trips <laughs> to Mexico, South America, and all of those places, you know. And I, I just forget myself. 
you know, we're just hanging out, we're just talking, you know, I have my interpreters. In fact, there was Sister Betty, God bless Sister Betty. We went to Mexico one time, you know, and uh, they were speaking Spanish to me, and she was asking me for the translation. I'm like, what? <laughs> you are my interpreter. You are supposed to tell me what they say. <laughs> And she called her. She said, oh, yeah, 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 pastor. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So the only thing that matters is Christ in us. He lives in all of us. The great divide that is threatening the uh, first, uh, uh, first church. The, 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 the first church back then was the Jew and Gentile separation. But today it's, it's further than that. Amen. The, the, the Jews saw the Gentiles as, uh, you know, second-class citizen, if you may. You know, but now is we, based on skin color and other things, trying to separate what God has uh, put together. So it's very important for us that somebody may not look like you or sound like you, but they, if they have the Spirit of God, we are one. It doesn't matter denomination denominations are creations of men. You know, we do it this way. This is the way we do water baptism and based on that, they have built a, built a denomination. Some people say, oh, you can only baptize in the name of Jesus. And others have said, you can baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost and now you have a denomination. Or you have two denominations based on that. So one God, one Christ, one church. The church of God transcends all of those barriers. Amen? Apostle Paul addressed this head on. In Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter, uh, chapter 10, or Peter rather, in Acts chapter 10 from verse 28 and 29, the Bible says, Peter told them, you know it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this, or to associate with you. But God, somebody say, but God. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. Amen. He said, God has shown us, he has given us the revelation and the understanding that those separations are only in our minds. Especially if we're in Christ Jesus. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. And now tell me why you sent for me. Praise the Lord. God had a plan from the beginning of creation to, to unite all of his creation. Amen. What created the first separation in the first place was sin. You know, they, they, they were so prideful, they said, we want to be like God now. And they were building a tower to go to heaven and challenge God. And God said, these people with this kind of determination, there is nothing they have put their hearts to that they will not be able to accomplish. So God confused their language. You know, so that's how I began to speak Olua Sheo. Um, Pastor Burns is uh, speaking. What's up, man? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So God had a plan from the very beginning to unite his creation. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. Ephesians 3, verse 6. It says, and this is God's plan. Somebody said, this is the plan of God. God had a plan from the very beginning. 
He said, and this is God's plan. Both Jews and Gentiles, both white and black, both Latinos and, his, uh, 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 and Japanese, everybody. It says, but God, but both Gentiles and Jews who believe in the good news share equally, equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. From the very beginning, God had a plan that through Christ, he was going to unite everybody. It was going to unite the races. It was going to unite every tongue, every language. You know, the last time we, the last time we were in Peru, uh, where's, uh, where's Theo? Where's your husband? He's not here. Theo, Theo is having wholesome conversations with people that they don't speak the same language. And they are both, all of them, they are laughing. I had to move close. Maybe there's interpretation of tongues going on or something. I wasn't quite sure. But for some reason, unlike what you said, that it must be centered around Christ, there's, their conversation was centered around soccer. <laughs> he was speaking English, they were speaking Spanish, and they were having a great time. And they were all laughing. <laughs> I said, I know Theo doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> This is his first time in any Hispanic nation. He doesn't speak Spanish. So I moved close. And I saw that they were just enjoying themselves in the Lord. Hallelujah. How they communicated, I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number three. Number three. The unity of the church actually reflects the unity of the Trinity. The, the kind of unity you have within the Trinity is what the church is supposed to reflect. We're supposed to reflect that unity. Ephesians 4, 5, and 6 that we read earlier, it says, For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope of the future. There is one Lord. There is one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father over all. The Trinity is included here, and the unity of the Trinity is what is being talked about here. And he's saying this is what the church of God is supposed to be like. Praise the Lord. For many people, it is not so. For many people, what determines our comfort, our comfort level is people that look like us, talk like us, and act like us. Amen? And it ought not to be so. Amen? He says, this father that is of all is over all is in all and is living through all. Can somebody shout a good hallelujah to that? Hallelujah. I'm going to wrap this up right now. Uh, I'm running against the clock now. <laughs> okay, okay. In conclusion, Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. He said, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies. About race, about culture, about this, about that. He said, Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and house high sounding nonsense. nonsense. This is Bible. Y'all, uh, this is not me. This is Bible. I, I'm not saying any of this. I'm just reading the Bible. Yeah. 
Okay? And so, say, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. So, when we think about Christ and the church of Christ, He expects us to be able to flow together. You know, and I've seen this many times, just going on mission trips, the way they receive us and the way we just hang out together. I wish I could speak Spanish. I probably would have relocated. Probably, if my wife would let me. <laughs> That's the caveat. <laughs> but very quickly, how do we strengthen our unity? The way we strengthen our unity is in the beginning of the, uh, uh, the verses that we read starting uh, this uh, section. Ephesians 4, 2 and 3. Listen to this. Say, always be humble. Always be gentle. You know, humility causes you to be able to listen to others. Proud people cannot wait to hear themselves talk. Somebody is talking and all they could think about is what they are going to say next. He said, be humble. Be humble and be gentle. Be gentle. Not only that, said, be patient with each other. It requires a lot of patience. You know, uh, those ladies that I gave their example, they didn't understand me, but they were patient with me. You know, and through them, I learned to be better. You know, after a while, they stopped calling. Because now, who is having trouble understanding me this morning? It's okay, you can wait. You just need to pray for me. <laughs> I just say pray for me. You know, it's clearer. It's clearer now. It's better. It's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> you know, say be humble, be gentle, be patient. Be patient with each other. And this is the part that really, really blows my mind away. Making allowance for each other's fault. You know what I call this, Pastor uh, Burns? I call this advanced forgiveness. It says making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. What that means is I know, I know that you're going you're to mess with me. It's, the day is coming when you're going to mess with me. Amen? But... I, because I recognize that in advance, I already forgive you. <laughs> he said, good. <laughs> I forgive you. I forgive you. He said, making allowance for each other's fault. Because all of us are imperfect people that God is making perfect. God is working through each and every one of us. You know, and there will be times I will step on each other's toes. If we are not stepping on each other's toes, it means we're being careful around each other. We're not, we're faking. We're not being real with one another. If I'm real with you and you're real with me, a time will come that I'm going to step on your toes. And you're going to go, ouch! And I'll be like, what's that? You say, you stepped on my toe. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Make allowance for each other's faith, uh, for each other's fault because of your love. So if we're going to grow in unity, we must, one, be humble, two, be gentle, three, be patient, four, make allowance for each other's fault, and five, we must have peace. 
I read this, I read this quote very quickly. I'll read this quote back to you and uh, we will close. Uh, Leslie Flynn in the book Great Church Fight said, In the church, there is the bond of family, yet room for variety. The devil tries to disrupt unity. And this is the illustration there that really struck me. Two chickens tied at the leg and thrown over the clothesline may be united, but they do not have unity. You, you tie two chickens by the leg and then you throw them over the fence. One is flapping this way, the other is flapping that way. So the fact that we're tied together, the fact that we're united, does not mean we're in unity. Unity is intentional. Unity of faith is a deliberate step, a de deliberate action that we are taking to be humble, to be gentle, to be patient, to make allowance for each other's faults so that we can continue in that bond of peace and perfection. Let's bow our hearts for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. Lord, we, we appreciate you today. Thank you for this first of many collaboration that you have brought us into to come together fellowship in unity of spirit and of faith. Lord, we thank you. We return all praise and glory unto you in the name of Jesus. Lord, these things you have already given unto us. Humility, gentility, patience, uh, making uh, ability to make allowance for each other's faults. We can do these things. Lord, I pray that by your grace you will activate these things in us that we may work together in unity for your praise and for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And the saints will shout, Hallelujah. Amen. Pastor Burns, please come up. Hallelujah. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.